0: Heaven? No, it's Iowa. Ben, can you promise me something?
1: Well, that depends. What does it involve, Eric?
0: Yeah, uh, it involves the future. You know, like where we're forced to shave our heads, take mind-altering drugs, change our names and numbers, and make robots all day.
1: Okay. I see where you are going. I promise I will help you escape from our robot overlords.
0: No, I'm okay with the robot overlords. Just promise me that you won't constantly ask to be my roommate.
1: I'm sorry, Eric. I cannot promise that.
0: I can promise that up next is a discussion on THX 1138 on the Pod of Dreams. What's wrong? I need something stronger.
1: Take four red capsules. In ten minutes, take two more. Help is on the way. What's wrong? Never mind. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? DHX, you're entering a critical phase. Warning. Warning. post there is no danger of radiation leakage i think i'm dying could you be more specific they've been watching us no one knows no one can see us this is city probe scanner we've run across some illegal sexual activity we could leave
0: i'll never make it the way i am now phx
1: 1138 will be taken into custody
0: We are here to help you. Where's LUH? She was here. It's all right. Everything's fine. Oh, you're wrong. He appears to be heading outside the city. He appears to be heading outside the city. You have no. All right, Ben, here we are, Pot of Dreams, THX 1138. I got to start this out by just issuing an apology. If you listened to our last episode, at the end of the episode, I said up next is THX 1138. I even said it was available on HBO Max, which it is. And if based on what I said, you went and watched THX 1138, I owe you a sincere And heartfelt apology, all the listeners out there. I am sorry. This movie is garbage. And I hated every second of it. And if you had to sit through it, I feel like I hurt you in some way. So I'm sorry. I just want everybody to know I'm incredibly sorry.
1: This was one of the most mind-blowing things when you picked that last week. You you probably heard shock in my voice. Uh, If you listen back, you might might hear it. Because this is absolutely movie tailor-made for Eric to hate. I, I, it is I hate it. I hate You have to it. pay attention to all these details. It's artsy and annoying. And it would just, every second of it, I figured was going to aggravate Eric Lane.
0: Well, so I, the reason I picked it is I'm reading this book, Raging Bulls and Easy Riders. And it's about this like arid Hollywood with the Coppola's and Spielberg's and Scorsese's and like, you know, kind of how they reshaped Hollywood in the late 60s, 70s. Yep. And there's a section out where it talks about Coppola and him coming up in the studio system and George Lucas being like a art, uh, uh, film student and working his way up and kind of becoming his, uh, Coppola's assistant and then becoming friends. And then they started this like movie studio backed, I think it was by Warner Brothers. Yeah, you
1: talking about American Zoetrope?
0: Yeah, American Zoetrope. And the first yep. movie that basically they fund or that Lucas funds is this movie. It was like an art film. And he kind of transformed it into a feature film. And apparently, according to this book, they screened it for like the people that paid for it. And they all were stunned because they hated it. They they thought it was terrible and they didn't think it was going to make any money. And then I guess Coppola was pissed because he didn't like watch the movie and he was stunned that it was bad. Sort of recut it, took it under his thing. And then they, you know, because he's listed as a producer, too and then they released it. But apparently based on the book, it was like the reason their relationship fell apart and this movie studio that they created kind of went under, I think, I think he owns it now. Coppola owns it now. Cause I think his daughter like is runs it or something like that. But I thought it was interesting. Like what it was, it was this movie that like controversial. I had really never heard of it. So for those out there who don't know this movie, didn't watch it, please don't watch it. Or maybe Ben, maybe uh, Ben. I'm gonna, you're you going to you.
1: just, I'm going to stop you. You already, everybody knows, Hey, guess what? Eric hated the movie. So I'm gonna give you the, the contrary position because I I love almost everything no, 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 about no, it. There's it was oh,
0: hold on. But what I was gonna say is, if you don't know this movie, it's George Lucas's first film, so it's sure. before Star Wars.
1: Well, he made it as a student film in like 1967, like with a st- right, student like a film short, budget. Like a and then they movie. yeah, and then they redid it. He got Robert Duvall, who maybe wasn't a superstar, but is an actual professional actor to be in it, um, and got a bigger budget for you know updated visual effects and an effects team and all that stuff but uh, and th- that's how i watched it initially is that it was like oh this is george lucas's first film and i like george lucas from star wars and i watched it i was really confused the first time i saw it I-, I caught a lot more the second time a lot more i was able to appreciate it but eric before we get into the plot which again nothing about it would entertain or you would find enjoyable at all but did you think this movie looked bad? How did just the visual no. aesthetic?
0: Well, no, okay. no, but, but a caveat, right? So I just watched it on HBO max. My understanding is it's like a director cut recut. Cause there is like CGI in this movie and I was watching it. And I was like, Holy shit. Did he do this in 1971? I was like, this is incredible. Some of the scenes and, and the, the sequences and CGI. Well, it turns out he did like the star Wars thing where he like redid it and put CGI in afterwards. So yeah. I don't know what the original looked like, but that, that aside, it does look really incredible. Like the visuals it in the movie are pretty amazing. And the side like the sci-fi stuff, like this is 10 years before Blade Runner. And like, you know, I think Blade Runner looks amazing, but to think that this is even 10 years older than that on like a first, this is this guy's first real feature film. Like it does look incredible. I just think it's so boring and, and so mind-numbing, and so serious, and over the top, and like dystopic, like it's just, uh, I, I, hated it. I just hated everything about it. But yes, it does not. It looks, it looks good.
1: Yeah. So the, I would, just, I was gonna say, I think like 99% of it looks good. There is some CGI in it. Mostly, it's practical effects and it's enhancing. And there's well, one sequence that's obviously terrible, like redone CGI with like a weird monkey thing that confusing using right. and stupid. Actually, the it's tr- like, this is the aggressively original- bad
0: you watch the original trailer, it's even worse, though, with the guy's, like, hanging on to these puppets. Or Duvall is, like, he's, like, wrestling with these monkey puppets. It looks really bad. So, like, the CGI looks bad. I, you're right. But the that's original the worst, looks even that's worse. That's
1: the worst visual moment of the entire movie. It's like, um, But there's, like, it's so the stupid. assembly
0: line scene where, it, like, it zooms up, and I'm like, holy shit, did that – is that how he – how did he make it look like that, 1971? Well, it turns out it was, you know, CGI afterwards. And I think, like, the scene where the, like um, – nuclear little uh things that f- he was like building it in it was robot. like a
1: radioactive little thing that, that his job was to put in the robots yeah um,
0: that falling and burning through the ground i think that was all it, cgi after the fact too that it there's still no looked way. good
1: though especially for 2004 it's, looks CGI. Incredible. yeah i it, like I, I i was totally into the visuals of the movie but let's let's talk the plot it's the boring thinking man sci-fi and and eric you're not a thinking man so definitely definitely well, not your cup of tea I, I take
0: offense to that but
1: I, uh, I know. I'm know. i being mean. I apologize to Eric. No, that's okay. okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, there's so you, you much like, going on. You like
0: you like bald guys sitting there watching like masturbation machines. That's something you enjoy. So that's cool.
1: I, well, I'm just jealous of him. I wish that was me. Basically, that'd uh, be that'd be a really great time. No, I mean, so the movie starts off. You see a, a clip of Buck Rogers, and you know Buck Rogers is a, the future's adventurous and it's exciting and what an adventure the future will be. And then it contrasts that immediately with this horrific alien version of the future. Wait, I George don't mean like Lucas aliens. loves
0: us scrolling credit, though, doesn't he?
1: He does. Like, that,
0: this movie that's starts, like, okay, that's, you could tell. He just loves his scrolling credit.
1: Sure. That's, that's his, been his thing for basically his entire career. I don't know if American Graffiti does it. but
0: It doesn't. I, I watch American Graffiti, actually, after I watch this. Love oh, wow. American Graffiti. I love it. I th- that movie's incredible. This movie sucks, but keep going.
1: Okay, anyway, we, we get the Buck Rogers, and then we immediately get this alien, not like there's aliens taking over, but like, you don't know what's going on. It doesn't make sense. We don't know how we got there. They never really explain how we get to They never to, say what year it period. is, do they? Nope, they don't say what year it is, there, like which that. is a plus That's, for that. I you don't know that. when this is. I love it. We don't that. know I how we got sci-fi there.
0: sci-fi movies that say what year it is, because inevitably it's too soon in the future but continue it's just a pet
1: we just we don't know what's going on robert duvall is this guy who's everybody in this there's all these humans they all shaved head they all look the same they're all drugged out constantly the special cocktail of drugs and there's these weird little like robots which look creepy and i think that aesthetic works it's nightmarish it's off-putting it's dystopian those weird faceless expressionless android police that walk around very very unnerving but they walk around he's got this job creating more of these robots in this factory and it turns out he has a roommate and it's a very platonic asexual thing people aren't allowed to have sex uh you know without approval because reproduction is totally controlled in this environment but then turns out his roommate starts messing with his drugs and he he becomes self-aware um and starts being conscious and then a whole series of events happens but you never really understand exactly what's going on and i love that eric i understand that's the kind of thing you wouldn't like but i like that you have to look at the entire context to figure out what's going on and kind of piecemeal. you get a little bit of there's this weird like capitalist jesus who talks about efficiency there's all these things about efficiencies and values and we don't know exactly what they're doing there's a particularly weird scene i mean well let's before I, I start talking, but what was your least favorite, out of the sea of bad scenes in this movie, what was your least favorite scene?
0: Well, the, the sequence where he's in the white room with all the other guys, I think it was in jail or prison or something like that, yep. for like 40 minutes, and they're just like freaking out, and uh, it's, uh, it's just like, oh my god, like where is this going? I, I was so bored, and it, it's so dark and depressing, and just I didn't care what happened to him. That was my least fair part of the, the movie. Like for the first 10 minutes, I was like, OK, all right. The, I, OK, like all the things you just said are true. They didn't didn't explain where it was. I thought that's fine. I, I don't I, I I'm a, I like, a, you know, let you fi- let the audience figure out what the world is. And he does a good job of setting up this world like he's got his job. There's these people doing this stuff. You know, where they're building robots um, and the the stormtroopers are R2-D2 or C-3PO is their like bosses. And I
1: did get like this is proto C-3PO. I got the same vibes like uh, this is where C-3PO is kind of originated from. But
0: then I was like, okay, so are they robots? Because they never really explain that. And obviously they're not because then, you know, they talk about not having sex and he's getting jerked off with this machine, which, again, didn't care for that. While while he's watching, like, a guy get beaten up, like,
1: it's just like, like, why? He's, he's like, almost no expression on his face. I mean, because everybody's so drugged out and sedated. I mean, he's got a little bit of, like, a pleasure face on, but mostly he's, like. Do you didn't think this movie was way too dark? Well, the cynicism and the darkness appeals to me. I mean, I'm pretty cynical, and we've, you you tend to have a lot more idealism. It's literally, like, could you think of,
0: like, the most dark, depressing future? And he made a movie about that. Yeah, I mean, but without I think any that, that rede- redeeming me. qualities to it. It's just everything sucks. Basically we're control we,
1: we don't even know is- if it sucks. We don't even know what's going on. Is this just like a factory? We don't know if we're like we're in a factory and there's other people living elsewhere and he just happened to be like a clone living in the midst of this factory and they're designing something? Well, I did get
0: that, I was going go I did, I did get a ton of matrix vibes to it um the, right, you but know, there's no red
1: pill moment where anybody explains what's going well, on that's one of the things no, like in right. the matrix you're right. they say here's what's going on i'm morpheus here's everything that's happening here's Which is why i Earth. think the matrix is
0: phenomenal and why this movie sucks but this movie doesn't just, give you that there's no character that ever gonna, says in the shitty world the whole time and there's no release except for him escaping to see the sun and then and then the movie ends the movie ends right when it's like oh something interesting might happen and then it's over
1: Oh, see, I mean, I, I I was interested in, and there's just all sorts of weird critiques of stuff in there if you want to read into it. Uh, I, I love that we don't ever know. Society is morphed into such a weird place. We don't know how we got there. It's this weird melding. It looks like a melding of, like, government and business capital is what it seems like because there's efficiency everywhere. Well, I got there the sense that,
0: like, robots took over and they're making humans make robots. That's that's kind of the sense possible, I got. That's possible, but there's a
1: scene that throws me off is, after Robert Duval is uh arrested and put in before right before right at the beginning when he's put in prison, there are these two like operator voices we hear where they're manipulating things and making Robert Duvall's body move. And was that like, Lucas arguing, and Coppola? Was it their yeah, voices? So, it was yes, okay, I think right. so. Yeah, and they're and they're like, Don't don't let it get above four point five. And they're like having this, it feels like humans having a conversation, not robots. It could be robots. I mean, you, you can make the case. It's it's ambiguous enough. You can make whatever, you know, whatever your current political anxiety is about reality, you can say THX 113 it is the manifestation of that. Too much government, that's the problem. Too much capitalism, that's the problem. Too much communism, whatever. You can make up whatever, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You can put input whatever you want on it. But that's where I think it's not robots. That scene makes me think, oh, it's not robots at all. It's these people who maybe own the facility, they're controlling, because Robert Duvall... They've got like chips inside of him. Um, right, they shut know, him like, down.
0: Right, when he's yeah, yeah. When he's working on the thing and he's about to and, drop the nuclear device in there, they shut him uh, down. And,
1: and he's property of somebody. They talk about his character THX113. Nobody has names, uh, and none of the characters have seen in the movie have like proper names. It's all it's all like license plates, basically, like three letters and then some numbers. And so he's THX1138. Uh, At one point he's He's off of his drugs, so he's got this job where he thinks he needs the drugs to put these like, react you know, nuclear cores inside these robots. I guess, I don't know, but he screws up, and then they hack his brain, and he just freezes there. And they talk about how much they've invested in him, but is this well, the latest his, version of
0: his wife? Wasn't she partially part of that too to make? Didn't she shut him down to make to make him get out of there? Wasn't there because she's pregnant or? or- she didn't, she didn't tell him she's pregnant yet, but like she started to stop taking her pills, and then she stopped giving him pills.
1: Right, but that was before, and then he becomes kind of aware, like right, trying to understand. Didn't
0: didn't she? What didn't she? Wasn't she involved in running the machine that controlled him too? I thought there was a I, I couldn't a tell that.
1: Well, this is where the like everybody having shaved heads and they're almost all white people makes it very hard to track who's which character. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think she was in the control room watching. I don't know if she was the one that. Cause his mind to be hacked? I I, I don't know. Um, and then there's the Donald Pleasance character who's uh, yeah, What a the hell? Halloween. Why
0: did he? What was his deal? Why Why was he? He just wanted to be his roommate. He was. was he, he was, in was a,
1: watching. He was working security, so he saw a lot of things happening. He saw the illicit sex happening, right? Because he had unauthorized. Goodness gracious! So Thx, Robert De character has unauthorized sex with his roommate slash partner, and Donald Pleasance like covers it well, up. Well, it's and his then,
0: wife, because like. That, even though that's just a metaphor for like modern married life, right? That's what. Well, it's like an arranged
1: marriage, and they, it was passionless until
0: they right, kind of came to. During that time, you know, in the 50s, there were a lot of marriages that were, you know, sort of loveless, and they were just sort of out of convenience. And he has that one dialogue where it's like, I don't even know her. Like that's why he's a, still
1: on his meds, but yeah, that's true. When he's talking right, to he's the like, bizarre, we're just
0: roommates. you know, I think that was him just using it as a metaphor for you know modern married life. But that maybe that I was just reading into that.
1: No, yeah, you could, you can. No, I, that's totally fine. You want to talk about like a run of the mill boring marriage, but then Donald Pleasance decides he wants to be that guy's roommate, and Donald Pleasance is a weird character. He's one I really have trouble figuring out because I don't know what his deal is. But
0: I didn't understand uh, it. He at all. he's
1: good with computers and he tweaks. The assignments, and so he gets reassigned as Robert Duvall's roommate. Robert Duvall doesn't like this because he's now got feelings for his wife slash partner, whose call sign's like Lou, L-U-H, I think. Um, so he, he was very weird, and he gets thrown in. He's the weirdest part of the movie to me because I can't conceptualize him at all. Um, but I, I didn't know if that was her or not that, that, that caused the screw-up of the mind hack. But it doesn't matter. My broader point is just that they're able to hack into his mind and he might be like the, he might be the hundredth iteration of Robert Duvall's character. Like they might just constantly be redoing this THX 1138 for some sort of long-term investment. We know that his project is assigned a certain value in the end. He ultimately escapes. And one of the things I like about the movie Eric is that there's such concern with efficiency. Like there's, they're able to escape, which seems weird because you'd see a movie where people would use a lot more resources to catch a felon, but they try to do everything as efficiently as possible. So right, they was never... like a budget.
0: there was a budget for his like retrieval. Yeah, so they don't
1: just say, hey, like they have 35,000 robots or something in this facility, but they don't send them all or even most. They're like, trying to send the bare minimum because they want to minimize the cost to recapture them. And at some point when the effort to recapture him gets too expensive, then they, they stop. They just stop going after him towards the very, very end um, of the movie, and that's how he's able like, I will able say to that escape.
0: that chase scene at the end, uh, it, well, it, oh, it's wrong. It's long stuff is all, it, it is, is but it I love It was car really stuff. well done. That The motorcycle chase, he's in this, like, really badass car. Um, I think there was some CGI improvements on some oh, of that. Oh, yeah.
1: You could kind of definitely is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, he didn't shoot all of that. But like, he I I mean, I had this, actual cars and models, too. When I watched too.
0: this, I didn't know that there was, like, this was, like, a recut and I was just like blown away. It's like, how the hell did he do that
1: in 1971? I think I had the same experience when I first watched. It's like, wait, I, this is from the early 70s. This yeah. is insane. You're I was like, this is shocked. As good or better than 2001, you're like, oh right. my god, this is insane. You're like, this is ridiculous. Even even giving him on the digital enhancements or whatever in the early, so you, you still seem like, okay, yeah, he, here's sure. where special effects chops came in. Like, okay, if George Lucas can do one thing well, it's special effects. Like he does get that. Uh, His
0: sci-fi especially, yeah, he's like really, really good at that,
1: 100%. And the sounds are really cool in it too. I mean like the the audio is like, the way everything sounded and the words and the way everything went. Um, So I don't know, but it seemed to me like there were people running this facility, and we don't know. This could be where all humans went underground because – It got radioactive or global warming. Possibly. We don't know. I mean, our last shot is Robert Duvall escaping, and he might be about to die. He might get murdered by a wild pack of dogs. We don't know.
0: Didn't someone say that it's uninhabitable outside? I thought there was some little – did the hologram guy say that to him? Somebody that said
1: that they, he can't survive out there. We don't know what that survive means. survive outside, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't know if it's because well, it's like, toxic did you or he just doesn't movie, have the
0: skills. Did you see the movie The Island? It came out probably, I don't know, 15 you years ago what, What's this
1: The guy that played Obi-Wan Kenobi, that guy's in it? Hugh McGregor but, and Scarlett yes, Johansson. Are in it. The it's Michael like Bay a, movie. It's a Michael
0: Bay movie, yeah. It's, no, I've it's,
1: never seen it. It's a really
0: stupid movie, but um, in that movie, they're on an island, and it, they're all, they all have these jobs, and you know they're living this life, and then- every once in a while there's like a lottery and someone gets re- taken from the island. And it's like this great event that you're removed from the island. And it turns out that like they're, cl- they're clones and they're just going up to, to be replaced to their original clone. So it's like a clone farm or whatever.
1: Sure. Um,
0: but this movie had a lot. It really felt a lot like that. Not obviously this
1: came out way before. And no, you know, I'm sure from this movie. Yeah, for <laughs> right. sure. But, um, and it's an old sci-fi trope. Like you're in a future society and, They say you have to – you can't leave society. You're screwed if you try to go out on your own. You have to be dependent on society, and at some point a character challenges that notion or breaks down the structure. I mean that was – So I
0: I don't think you could discount this movie as influential. I think that's pretty clear, right? I mean not only because it was like before Star Wars and he went on to make Star Wars after this, but also like a lot of other sci-fi movies I think have drawn a lot from this movie. So I'll give it that. I just – I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's, it's not
1: a it's not a fun movie it's not a crowd pleaser it's not entertaining I, there's so much that potentially chew on and it gets my brain racing and i like that we have almost well, no reference points so we don't he might like he is, be about to die when he leaves the optimistic sure. ending he, he could be just about to be killed they might be totally right that he's dependent on living underground maybe humans went underground for good reason or maybe there are people living out and about and he can live a more egalitarian or whatever lifestyle and Hunt and fish and be connect with his Paleolithic roots or whatever. Like we don't know, and we never really understand what's going on. That I like that. It's not a thing I would think you would like, Eric, but I, I like that. No, I. We have do to do not. a lot of guesswork but to figure out what's going on.
0: The crazy thing: this movie is under ninety minutes, and it, I'm sure it felt longer than that for you. so long. My God, you know, it, the new Batman movies coming out is is half as long as this movie. There, this this movie is half as long as the Batman. Movie. Batman's twice as long as this. And it, this movie felt just like it would never end. It's oh. so slow. It's so slow.
1: Oh, see, yeah. Well you should rewatch it because there'd be all kinds of things you didn't pick up before no. you gotta see this movie hard like pass. three or four times, and then you'll really, really hard. get you know that's yeah. Uh, no, I mean I, I you know there's just so so much going on. I mean you get you get weird capitalistic Jesus, there's these like therapy boxes where the robot just says stuff and it's clearly not listening at all. There's just these recording like my time is your time. Could you be more specific? And it does these just in random cadence. It's clearly not giving any feedback. It's not even like AI. It's just recorded messages. Uh, It's really, really depressing. And the only clue we get is like, hey, this stuff happened little by little. We get a a sentient hologram at one point. Um, It's really, really. What was that? I didn't
0: understand that. Why is this thing like helping him? Where did it come from?
1: He wants to get out. He was one of the people that, you know, when you, he, that scene well, you hated where Robert Duvall's oh looking through, Holy he was crap. one of those ones. And he said, oh, I got stuck in the circuit for too long and I, I don't know, I just got out. And then he, he gets a body and he like wants to leave. And well, and I, well, I love well, that he didn't know how to drive the car. That's when these like w- yeah. little touches. He didn't know. He finally started and then he just rams into a pillar and dies. But the scene, And there's so many scary, menacing things. The robots are never overtly hostile. It's all fake. Like. Oh, are you like literally they're sealed into some control room and they're locked and these robots are trying to like drill so, through to get to them. There like, was, like zero we
0: Yeah.
1: We are here to help you. Don't panic. It will be okay. We are here to help you. And, and it's, it doesn't have the feel of what you would expect from like, I'm, I'm escaping this dystopian future. It's just this faux pleasant thing. And they're not used to resistance because everybody's on drugs all the time. So the, they, they don't have like maximum controls because they don't, expect people to do not do what they're programmed to do well
0: and the robots were like stupid they were like bumping into the wall and malfunctioning yeah that
1: one yeah that one malfunctioned but at some point they have some amount of ai like there were like two of them walking around like it should be sure be nice if we had more robots to help i mean they're complaining because there's only two of them to track down these two fugitives and we get that exciting chase at the end i I love that everybody's sedated because everybody's on drugs this could potentially be one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to these people's lives because they're all completely drugged out. They have all have these blank faces as Robert Duvall's escaping. But and what was the, away. what
0: was the scene so when he's trying to escape that like white room and he goes through the door and then there's just like hundreds of people walking one way. What was like what was the point of that? And who were those people?
1: Like those people in in the either facility, other society.
0: workers in a different place or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean they're running around going places they're all going one direction tracks really really controlled everything's like precise down to the efficiency like they they're able to shut down the grid when robert duval's driving away they stop all traffic because if he gets in an accident it's going to really reduce efficiency and slow things down if there's a bunch of acts uh, you know wrecks that they have to repair and, and fix so they literally turn the grid off and just give him room to just drive away uh it's you know there's a big subway to drive people around town we see Donald Pleasants go to the outside, the outskirts of town. We see him see like a scorpion thing. And he seems like horrified. He seems like he's coming to the conclusion, like I can't survive outside of society. I have no bearing for reality whatsoever outside from this very small view um, going on. And you get to see kids who are drugged out, like they've got a weird like drip in their arm. And it's very, very depressing. You see where they send out the messages like with the weird religious capitalism, it's all about efficiency. Early on, we get a nice little message. They're like, congratulations, only 195 people have died at this facility compared to the other facility where 242, stay safe. And it's this like horrific announcement and everybody's just nonchalant because they're drugged out doing their assembly line jobs. And it's, I don't know, the the, the no anchors helps me because it just makes it more interesting. My brain goes all sorts of different directions. And I love that we're never oriented. I love that then everybody's like, "Oh, you're in a facility where they do this, this, isn't that thing." That never happens. And it's just well, a series of If you events. like
0: entertaining films that have a plot and are n- not just dark and depressing, maybe maybe skip this one. Um, totally, like I said
1: if you if you want to see, I mean, this is there aren't many sci-fi movies like that. there are plenty of entertaining. Oh, look out! This guy's going to take the system down, buddy. Uh, he's going to do it. But those there's tons. Those movies are a dime a dozen. They're been- a
0: Question for you though. Go ahead. Does this have the worst title of any movie ever?
1: Yes. I, George Lucas loves this because he's used the Call Sucker 1138 before. He uses it in A New Hope. At one point, I don't know if it's like Leia's, when they find Leia in the desk, they're like Cell Block 1138. He, he uses it. Obviously, his digital effects or sound studio called THX, so he loves it. But yes, it's very, very confusing. I want,
0: it's it's crazy that that's the title of the movie. This
1: is like a coked out early 70s title like you think it's really really cool i can't believe
0: it. somebody didn't make him change that like you just anything like just future or whatever like
1: anything even if it was just thx that would have been better
0: that would just be honest. better yeah it's still stupid but yeah it would be better Well, it's fine
1: i just, just get rid of the numbers um and but he doesn't get a quirky name there's no humor in any of it everybody's these all the humans are just like these weird robot people all the conversations you don't have any reference terms for their slang terms there's like a, a trial and you hear yeah, the back trial. and forth. It's got the, the like, melody of a trial, but like none of the words make sense. You're just like, I have no bearing. They talk about sin, and you don't know what it means. So there's this melding of like religion and capitalism, and it's bizarre, and you don't know what's going on. Um, and everybody's monitor all the time. And it's... Uh, it, anyway, it is nightmarish. It is a kind of movie you're not going to see everywhere. And I, I, I should confess, uh, my favorite area of sci-fi movies... Like on the whole, is almost certainly the early 70s. There's this funny irony. Like I see a movie like THX 1138, and there's all these dystopian stuff. I and mean, we got Soylent Green, and Logan's Run, and Omega Man, and Silent Running. And probably, yeah. yeah. Like we hit this era of all these really cool sci-fi stuff right before Star Wars. It's it, it, this. This reminds me why I love this era of the movies because they're dystopian. They make me think and make like my brain race. And I love the critiques in there um, and the filmmaking, too. I mean, I like all the weird practical effects I'm mixed in with the CGI. Fine. Uh, great. But then Star Wars comes along in 1977 and they're like, oh, we want to make money. Just make a adventure sci-fi movie where like the hero blows step up. And that's how we're going to make money. And that's that's been most sci-fi movies since 1977. I mean, Star Wars obliterated a lot of. These. But
0: isn't that just because 2001 comes out at the late 60s? And all these guys are just trying to make that movie or, or their version of that?
1: I mean, maybe. Like, I, I, if that's the case, I don't really care. I mean, I love all of these movies, and they're all interesting on their own terms, even if they're trying to rip off to this one. I, I disagree that they're trying to rip off 2001, but maybe they were inspired or they think sci-fi school cool. They all have a point of view, and they're really interesting. There's super interesting critiques. I mean, sort of the green is still super relevant. Um, anyway. And so but I, even if – it's just crazy
0: to me. So he makes this in seventy one, seventy three. He makes American Graffiti, and then mm-hmm. seventy seven he makes Star Wars. Yep. He then waits a, more than twenty years to make another movie, and then he does the the prequels, and that's
1: mm-hmm. it. Those are the only movies. Didn't he do Red tails at some? Didn't he do Red Tails at some point? He's not listed as the director. Oh, uh, maybe he just produced it then. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was a George Lucas joint, but yeah, I don't know. Oh. I mean. It's, Star Wars was his pet project and he finally got it made and it made him super rich. He produced a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Um, like Indiana
0: Jones and all that. Yeah, he's involved and he
1: wrote stuff too. Did he direct? He didn't direct Willow, but he must have just produced it. I don't know who directed Willow, but he had a hand in Willow. He did Power the Duck. I thought that was George Lucas, but um, yeah, he did a bunch of... No, it's uh, IMDb.
0: Those are the only movies he's listed as the director.
1: Oh, well, then I I guess he must have just produced those other ones, but he's very, very involved, but he's it's it's fine because he's not that great of a director i mean you know as much as i I love star wars he's not he's he's american graffiti is
0: pretty great american graffiti is pretty amazing it's so different it's wild that two years after this thx trash he makes american graffiti which is this like amazing one night high school coming of age movie and then kicks around and makes star wars it's crazy
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a movie like American Graffiti ever again. I mean, he certainly, that was a a one-time thing in his his Uber. Everything else, yeah, got a very, very different bend. But I just, he made this movie in the height of like, hey, we're going to make thinking weird, dystopian, practical effects sci-fi movies. And then later on would kind of obliterate that as a thing. And that would basically go away. Uh, there are exceptions, of course, but like it, uh, that 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 trend well, it, it, uh, out. in an
0: art film kind of way, that there there isn't stuff like that anymore. You know, where this is just there's no plot. This is like an unsellable movie now. And it kind yeah, of was, it was then. It was a pretty big. I'm sure. Big bomb. Yeah, I'm sure it
1: didn't make any money. This isn't yeah. the kind of movie that would make money. I, yeah, I wouldn't mean, If I were as much as I love this movie, it's not a movie I would ever like want to bankroll. I would never be like, hey, this is gonna make a ton of money. It's about this depressing guy. Uh, Nobody's gonna know what's going on, and it's gonna confuse people and. Be a bummer.
0: I felt you know, bad I for a Robert Duvall watch, because he makes this 71. Next year, he makes Godfather. Like, Why so does he feel
1: bad for him? I don't
0: know, because it's just it making him do the... He, there's a lot of sort of... I thought he's, he did a great job. N- he
1: sells it. I think he does as he good does, a job as He did. 100%. He is like, committed it, to what's happening. If acting wasn't month. as great as it was, this wouldn't have worked, but he but does all these things. They the make him do, he's
0: pressure. naked half the time, and he's, he's doing these weird movements when they're controlling him, like he's you know like a marinette. like there's just they make him do a lot of weird stuff he's getting jerked off watching a guy get beat like there's a lot of weird crap in this movie but
1: he does this so well like he just has the slightest look you, you don't see the actual jerking off you just see him looking at a woman just dancing again, a hologram just dancing then at some point he yeah you know, he finishes and they pull the machine away which has siphoned off his you know semen or whatever i he just he sells it i i don't know I mean, he's yeah, he's going to be in Godfather. He's going to be in a ton of great movies. Apocalypse Now. He was well, yeah. already he was already in To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, you know, nine years earlier. Uh, you know, he's got your know, Tender Mercies or Tender Heart or whatever in the 80s, I and mean, he's got all sorts of great stuff coming down the pipe. Um, great Santini is a movie a lot of people really really like. Uh, I mean, he's in The Natural. He's in a bunch of stuff. I mean, his career is going to be fine. And this might have been like, hey, I want to do a smaller thing to show that I've got artsy chops, and maybe this movie helped him get that. Well, certainly he had the relationship with Francis Ford Coppola, right, to get The Godfather. Yeah, sure. So maybe it helped to do that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have any pity for Robert Duvall. i mean, I was impressed how, how well he did. I mean, he he. It just struck self-made. me as one
0: of those like guys that's like way too good for what they're making him do. I don't know. That was yeah. My
1: well, originally when I thought like this was the the version we see was the student film, I was like, how did he get Robert Duvall? I thought he was a major star in like, right. 1970, yeah. but I was like, how'd they get this, like, real professional actor who'd been in To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, and it's like, oh, no, no, this is this is a a redux of the student film, of the, sh- the short film. And right. so, you yeah, he got paid some, I mean, some amount of money to do it. So it wasn't like he was just doing some student's art house thing for, for Peanuts.
0: Well, I don't have anything else to say about this movie other than it's uh, definitely not my bag, and I didn't enjoy it. But if you have other things, well,
1: what's your rating? Is it a zero out of five? What's your rating? Yeah, so my my rating, I gave
0: it a half star. Out oh of five. wow, half so star. It's my lowest best. rating yet. Great right.
1: performance, but
0: uh, the movie, I uh, I I really just hated hated watching it. I did not enjoy. Anything that was going on, you know, like there are interesting ideas about, like I said, religion, capitalism, marriage, modern life, you know, you know, the modern American male and, and how depressing that that can be. And then it's making this sort of metaphor for that in this dystopian sci fi world. But boy, do I not need an hour and a half of that with no payoff and nothing happening? And the chase scene was kind of cool in the end, but. Other than that, I, just, I really I wanted to turn it off. If it hadn't been for this doing this <laughs> podcast, I probably would have just turned it off. So.
1: Oh wow. Oh, you okay. yeah, What's your rating? Uh, I, I love this movie. So I yeah, I mean, I would go four out of five. Wow. Probably. Um. There's so much stuff going on that is super compelling. And I you know all the reasons you hate it are basically reasons I love it. That it's weird. It doesn't. It makes a sense. You can piece it together, but you never get the whole picture. of The movie not only does it not spoon feed you, it doesn't hardly feed you at all. You just get occasional little scraps of information. And it shows you a reality that's so different from our own that you can't even make sense of it. There's no Morpheus. There's no other character to say, this is what's going on, man. Here's the revolution going to join us. No, nobody knows what's going on. Even that crazy muttering scene in the void, the weird white void where the prison is the weird debates they were having. Like nobody knew what was going on. Really, is that like were-
0: Plato's cave kind of stuff? Is that what he's trying to do?
1: It could that. be. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. All I know is that it's, it was fascinating that none of the characters, none of the humans had any idea of what was happening. None that have any meaningful amount of dialogue explain what's happening. And they don't have, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't have any clue. He comes to, and he has no bearing for anything whatsoever. He can't even feel aggrieved because he doesn't even know what he's lost or anything. And we don't get any more optimism than Robert Duval escapes. And we just see the sun happy ending. Maybe, maybe it's nightmarish. We don't know. There's so much to talk about uh, with the movie and what's going on. I I, I love it. It's probably, I mean, uh, if I don't know, you like American graffiti more than I do. I think it's a fun movie. It's, It's a cool movie. A lot of cool cars. But I, I like T H X one one three more than I like American Graffiti. Wow. Um, Star Wars is more influential, but this one makes me think way more than Star Wars ever does. I mean, Star Wars is fun escapism. This is, this is, this is so unlike any other movie that I've seen because nobody—it's not commercial to show somebody a future where they can't understand, they don't know what's going on, and it's not explained. It's just not a movie that it probably shouldn't have got made in the early '70s. It's not going to get remade now it's so bizarre in a way that I love. So I, I recommend it, but it's, yeah, it's not going to be, most people aren't going to enjoy it. It's artsy fartsy. It's really weird. And it makes some sense, but probably not enough for most people. So. If you build it, you will come. There we well, go. There you
0: have it. Um, all right, let's do the five degrees field of dreams. So if uh, the first time you're listening to this, we're we're connecting THX 1138 with Field of Dreams. So you got to connect it by actor from one movie to the another. You got to do it in five steps, and you you start with this, end with Field of Dreams. Uh, ben, would you like to go first, or should I go? Sure, first? let's
1: do it. That's fine. I've got um, so Robert Duvall is obviously the star of this movie. and He's also in a movie called Network. Another scathing criticism phil satire in the 70s that i love very much um he's in that movie ned ned Beatty has a small part in that movie and Ned Beatty is in all the president's men the watergate film we're, we're kind of 70s heavy on this one um all the president's men features robert redford who's in sneakers um and then we got you know timothy busfield who's in field of dreams so that's my my route Seem okay. to like going with sneakers. Yeah, so.
0: you're going back to the sneakers uh, wagon.
1: Might need some more routes at some point. No, but.
0: that's all right. Um, so I went, I, I went with Donald Pleasance, Your your guy who just wants he just wants a roommate. That's it. Um, he he's is lonely. it. He's lonely. He's in a movie called Halloween, John Carpenter movie. I think maybe the best horror movie ever made.
1: Oh God, no.
0: It's up. It's up there. False. For me. Okay. False. Uh, the star of Halloween is Jamie Lee Curtis. She's in a movie called Trading Places uh, with Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. But there's a guy, Bill Cobbs, is in that movie. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, he's kind of a character actor. I know him from like Demolition Man. That's how I know him. But he's okay. also in The Bodyguard, uh, the Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner movie. And Kevin Costner is in Field of Dreams.
1: Okay. So, and That's hey, you could have just just so you know, you could have done uh, Dan Aykroyd taking him into sneakers and
0: right. went to he sneakers. I,
1: I thought about that, but since
0: you've used sneakers a bunch, I I thought I'd go with this Bill Cobbs guy because uh, okay. he's great in Demolition Man. Okay, but um, I'm not familiar with
1: the name, but I maybe I'd recognize the face.
0: Yeah, he was in like um, the Night of the Museum movies too. I've not he's, seen. He's any a of those. character guy. He's in like a, if sure. you saw his face, you're like, oh, that guy. Um, yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff, but all right, well, that's, that's it. Unless you got some parting words for your beloved THX one, one, three, eight. That's it. Let's close the door on this. Let's delete it from our, uh, our, uh, cues and maybe never speak of it again, as far as I'm concerned. But so, uh, next, next episode, Ben, what are we watching?
1: We're going to do some late era Robert Allman. This is going to be a blind spot for me. We're going to do a movie called the player, which is on HBO max. um, so about a Hollywood movie executive. I think it'll be a nice refreshing change of pace for you, Eric. Interesting. I have, I've never
0: seen that. So, uh, Robert Altman, I've seen it. He did McCabe and
1: Mrs. Miller, right? That's him. Correct. Yep. He did a bunch of stuff. He had a really great run in the seventies. He did the original mash. D- I'm um, not
0: a huge f- fan of his, of the, his style. I don't like uh-oh. his movies all that much, but uh-oh. I've I, well, I've tr- I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, the player. Okay. That's what we're watching next. You said it's on HBO Max? It is,
1: yep. Um, and it stars the guy from *Shawshank Redemption, and I can't think of his name for whatever reason, but the main character there, Andy Dufresne, Tim Robbins.
0: Oh, Tim Robbins. Okay, I was like, yeah. Morgan Freeman? but Oh, yeah, yeah, he's Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Big shout-out to Go Iowa Awesome. I don't know if we've given them any props yet.
1: But, we should, uh, yes.
0: Thanks for, for the support. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week.
1: You are a true believer. Blessings of the state. Blessings of the masses.